0: です Oh, it's the uh, last day of June 2020, June 30th 2020 um, This is a baseball podcast and we have watched Precisely uh, Zero minutes of Major League Baseball This year um, We've we've taken a bit of a break uh, With said Red Reporter podcast Because it's just been So hard to even begin to fathom Where baseball is, where everything Is right now, where it's going How to adapt to it, where it's going to change it's um, it's one of the weirdest, weirdest experiences I've ever been through in personal life. Baseball-wise, it's been just as strange. Also, um, we we've seen uh, labor disputes between uh the Major League Baseball Players Association and Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred. Um, kind of a precursor of the CBA negotiations that we're gonna see happen this time next year anyway, Uh, but you throw that into a pandemic and trying to sort out how zero revenue, no fan season is going to take place. And baseball has been more um, lawyer versus lawyer the last three months than it has been actual baseball, which has been strange beyond strange. Um, So we figured since tomorrow uh, they are actually going to try to re-report and start up a 60-game modified season. Um, It was probably about time to uh, hop on and yap and have some takes, about where the hell we are with all of this. So uh, Red Reporter podcast has uh, been rebooted. Again, we're going to try to follow this as it develops and see what the hell happens uh, once they try to put baseball games on all across the country in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. So uh, I'm Wick. I'm your host. Um, I am joined tonight by BK, Brandon Kraling down in Cincinnati. Beek, what's going on, buddy? Hey,
1: hey, how's it going? Yeah. It's, oh, it's uh, it's
0: uh it's going. <laughs> cra-
1: it's a crazy time to uh, be a Reds fan, to be a baseball fan, to be a sports fan in general. I think is pretty much, pretty much how it is right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's one of those scenarios where you're as excited as you want to be about a Reds team that very, very actively put their cards on the table this (laughs) offseason it went in uh 2020 was supposed to be something special so uh the the cincinnati sports curse is probably filtered into this entire thing somehow all right yeah yeah god bless so uh we'll get into that here shortly also joining us down in indiana in indianapolis Derek grimes grimey what's going on buddy
2: Hey guys, it's good to be
0: back. So I you know!
2: Doing, <laughs> while you were doing that intro, I uh, I, I took a look at the uh, Red Reporter podcast section of the page, and the last one was posted on March
0: 3rd. March 3rd, yeah, about being about very right. exci- about being <laughs> excited about the 2020 season, huh? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so oh, God. About roster
1: cuts and, you know, spring training, first uh, impressions of spring training. Louis we Castillo changeups. We're, change ups, we were uh, excited man. about uh, Jose, Garcia. Jose Garcia. I vaguely yes. remember a time in the in the before times about Jose Garcia. We, we in- had no
0: idea. We had no idea how the hell the Reds were going to put their lineup together because there was no fucking thing as the universal DH, which we now have for sixty games. Ah, yeah. uh, what a what a time, man! What yeah. a time. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't have to find a place for uh,
1: Nick Castellanos anymore or
0: uh we don't we don't have to worry about Nick Castellanos opting out after one season anymore. Um yeah. it's uh uh we get Trevor Bauer for what like 11 starts and that's what we gave him up. I gave up Taylor Trammell for. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, wow. oh, there's,
1: um there's the first reminder of that on the podcast. So uh,
2: Yeah,
0: that's good. <laughs> Yeah, well, we got we got about four minutes and six seconds of optimism before think the before through the the wet rag on the uh, on the podcast. Uh, we might see more wet rags this year. Apparently, you're not allowed to lick your fingers and or spit, so uh, pitchers might have the ability to use a wet pocket rag, which is just going to make their ass wet. Um, baseball is trying to navigate this coronavirus pandemic. Uh, we we've had what forty to forty seven thousand new cases across the country every day for the last week um and and, and in the face of all of that uh baseball looks like it's actively trying to come back um we've seen positive cases uh uh, for major professional athletes in all sports all across the page uh in baseball we've seen Charlie Blackman uh, Colorado Rockies all-star test positive as well um We've seen Mike Leak and Ryan Zimmerman and uh, uh, Ian Desmond choose to opt out of the season for various reasons. Um, it's a very fluid situation. I mean, we're, we're coming to you. This is the night of June 30th. We'll probably post this tomorrow as Reds pitchers and catchers re-report for summer camp. Um, we still don't have a schedule. Like – We know who the Reds are going to play. It's going to be a regional thing between the AL Central and NL Central. We know that's who they're going to play for 60 games. But we don't know when. We don't know against whom. We don't know if it's a home opener. or We don't know know any of that shit. We don't know anything. And it feels like every day we go, baseball is A, closer and more determined to playing, and B, um, flying by the seat of its pants more than anything else. Um, I guess if you all just want to hop in on – where the hell your thoughts are on all this? Because uh, mine seem to just kind of be all over the place. As as I I, I only can imagine they can be at this point. Um, Grammy, um, what you go yeah, to uh, first, man.
2: My, my biggest thought is, especially as we see you know the numbers spike again all over the country, it's you, you kind of sit here and wonder. And this is for not just baseball, but for all sports that are trying. I mean, the NBA is trying to come back as well. I mean, we're not that long i mean we're about the same amount of time away for the nfl trying to have their training camps and and we're sitting here on june 30th looking at the numbers and saying well these are worse than they were when we canceled everything right so my my first my first thought is how in the world (laughs) can we do this responsibly and i think that's any i don't rational person's kind of thought at this point but on the other hand There's a lot of talk about like, oh, man, like what's going to happen when um, a camp or there's a spread of COVID-19 in a a locker room or whatever. Well, we don't really have to wonder what that's going to look like because it's already happened. It happened a week and a half ago when they were informally training and they were (laughs) shutting down their training camps in Arizona or wherever they were in Florida, wherever they were. And Major League Baseball is just kind of whistling past the graveyard at this point, like everything's just going on. As scheduled at this point, so <laughs> I don't know that we have to f- ask the question of what will happen when it's already happened. They want to truck along and do this thing, so that's kind of my thought. Like, that's my initial thought is like I think right. that just we're going to have a season, uh, whether or not that's a a good idea or not. Yeah, and I mean,
1: it's it's interesting that yeah, like they're really it does seem like they're really determined to do this, you know, kind of ha- come hell or high water. And it's like, you know, at what point do they, does it get bad enough that they have to, you know, shut it down again? Cause if you remember, yeah, that, yeah. you know, thinking back to March, it was like, you know, remember when the Ivy league canceled their, uh, their conference tournament and everyone was like, Oh no, like they couldn't do that for the whole thing. And then like, like two days later, they are like, nope, it's all shut down. It's all canceled. It's like, what's going to yeah, happen I, this time with that? I wonder, you know, if could that happen again?
0: And What I'm really interested to see, and, and when I say I'm really interested to see, it's not because I'm excited about it. It's because I think it's <laughs> inevitability. It's just omnipresent is that baseball seems to have a uh, – a pure desire both on both sides of uh, the aisle between Players Association and ownership to get this thing going. I, I want to see what happens. I want to see if that entire uh, enthusiasm and wherewithal is there to keep it going. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it- It's almost like both sides realized, and I-, I don't know how much of it has to do with the pending labor negotiations, which we're going to have to talk about this time next year, if there is a next year. Um, I don't know how much of it was about saving face and being the side that wanted to make sure that there was baseball this time around. I'm very interested to see how enthusiastic they are about continuing to play the first time someone tests positive. Because when Mm -hmm. one person tests positive, there's going to be seven or nine or 14 because there's no way to avoid contact and sitting in the same spot. With right. these players, and, and so guys, it's, lockers it's,
1: are right next to each other. You know, there's, you know, right,
0: and there's how they juggle that. Like that, that to me is the biggest thing about this. Is if you know, twenty three games into the season, if there's an outbreak, uh, how determined are they really going to be to try to press through this? Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's uh, it's weird. Like you know, I am, I have spent my entire life hoping for a Reds renaissance and it looked like we were on the cusp of one uh, this time around. And now it's to the point where I, it's hard to get enthusiastic about wanting to see these guys go out and do this this entire time. You know, we, we, we've seen various social media posts from uh, all across the league. and, And the one that stuck in my heart, the Probably the the, the, the toughest uh, was Brock Holt um, on Instagram where it's just a picture of him hugging his wife and his, and his child talking about how he's not bringing them or them with him to Milwaukee uh, because he's going to try to do his best to isolate and quarantine for three months and, and make sure that they are okay. And it's like – You know, you talk about is a 60-game regular season enough to call whoever wins a World Series if we get that far uh, legitimate and how it stacks up or doesn't need an asterisk with with, uh, the rest of Major League Baseball as it it goes over the course of history. And seeing stuff like that and seeing the things that these players are putting on the line to go do that – Like, like, fuck off calling it not legitimate at this point, (laughs) right? like if they actually get to that, if they get to the final game of the World Series and somebody wins it, uh, what the players will have gone through just to make that happen is, uh, it's 100% legitimate. It's in many ways, it's more legitimate, uh, than than the, the casual 162 game season. So, um, yeah, so the, here we are. It's uh, it's apparently going to happen, and it's going to start tomorrow. It's going to get weird. Uh, we have uh, teams all set in their, their home city locations, including the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, who are going to be uh, crossing international borders, and despite the fact that international borders have weird restrictions right now. Um, uh, we don't know if there's going to be any exhibition games or not. That apparently has been left up to the teams, and the teams – don't know what the hell's going on, so they haven't scheduled any of those. Uh, we don't know when the Reds are going to play the Twins and the Royals and the White Sox and the Cardinals. We don't know, um, but we know they're going to try, and it's going to get started in uh, 24 days, 23 days. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's a very very weird time to try to to be a baseball fan because baseball. I, I think being a baseball fan the way that we are, um, it's there's so much of the set parameters that allow you to be a baseball fan within it you know because you know the basic structure is always there it's 162 games it's a seven month grind al nl dh no dh you know how all that builds in because it's always been there and then you can react accordingly to the middle ground um it seems like right now the middle ground is just fucking molten hot lava right now uh and the and the parameters don't exist so it's really hard to be like uh what's root for how things are going to work what's going to go off what strengths and weaknesses teams have new roster rules all that stuff um it's uh right it's strange It's it's strange man completely
1: different than anything we've ever seen right i mean it's like you know Every we're we're used to seeing, you know, a hundred sixty-two game season and then you know however many playoff games where, you know, you have these these pitchers that, you know, have to stay healthy for that long and go 35, 36 starts or whatever and then you know go to the playoffs. You know, really these guys are you know, it's it's a completely different preparation for these players, you know and, you know I'm interested to see if you know assuming that we end up with you know kind of the plan of the 60 game season you know what kind of player will benefit from the 60 game season as opposed to an 162 game season and you know and the reds i mean for all the kind of question marks that the reds had going into the off season, you know they didn't know this this offseason that they were going to have a dh this year for the whole year and uh all of a sudden they're looking um you know pretty well set up for that oddly enough despite not really trying um so you know it's uh it's just so different compared to anything we've ever seen and you know it's really just kind of you know who can stay healthy who can you know what what team is able to keep, you know, the virus at bay, which is a crazy thought to have to think right now. Um, but, you know, really if, cause you know, if you're, if you're a first place team and all of a sudden you have 15 cases in your clubhouse at once, it's, you know, what do you do? And mm-hmm. it's, it's something we've never seen.
0: So yeah. Yeah. It's That's the, the one aspect crazy. that jumped out to me earlier today was that, um, you know, baseball is a creature of habit in itself. But so many of the people that operate within baseball become creatures of habit, too. Um, I, I truly wonder how much uh, being able to be an on the fly, dynamic, spontaneous general manager right now is going to help determine who succeeds the most in the 2020 season. You know, we talk about keeping guys health, uh, healthy, um, which GM and which owners are the ones that are going to be the most proactive in making sure there's hand sanitizer and legitimate social distancing and spacing lockers, all of that stuff. That's going to be such a big deal in just getting to the end of the season. Um, these guys are managing a 60-person player pool with a fluctuating active roster that's going from 30 to 28 to 26 that now has a DH spot. Um uh, all of these new rules that haven't been in place ever before, uh, how much is a front office going to be able – and a manager for that matter too. How much is a guy like David Bell, uh, who for all you know, intents and purposes we thought what he signed was going to be a pretty proactive manager and was for the most part last year, uh, how much is that going to be an advantage or a disadvantage in this season when there are so many more variables to have to manage? Um, does that make a, a, a team that otherwise would be good – Bad at a team that otherwise would be bad better because they've got the right people in place just to make correct decisions. And I think not to get political too much on the Red Reporter podcast, but I think we've seen over the last couple months how much having people in charge of things, making good decisions governs all of this, you know, and, uh, and it's going to be interesting to see which teams are able to navigate and manage this. And it goes all the way to the taxi squad stuff too. Um, you know, the reds are using the, 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 the Prasco laboratories, uh, facility, which is in Mason, Ohio, uh, 20 miles North. Um, is that the right decision versus choosing Dayton or Louisville or somewhere else to kind of house these guys, Uh, all of those things rolling into just kind of navigating through the end of the season. Um, I don't think general managers ever thought this was going to be in their job profile. Well, and uh, but it's here kind we dark are. That you know? we're
2: talking about. Um, and I don't know if this was. I don't think it was your point necessarily, but the the overarching theme of that is like, oh, you know, a bad team might end up being good because they keep their players from getting COVID nineteen, or a good team might end up being bad because all their players are infected or sick and have to spend time on. Not to say that they're. I mean, they they get sick. They're gonna have to go on some sort of um, DL, right? So, but I'm just saying that's kind of dark. Thinking like, oh, like the <laughs> it, this is almost more of a grind than one than 162, right? Like, what, we got to get we got to get 30 guys right, games, right. 26 guys through 60 games when they're all basically on top of each other in a world where they're everyone's supposed to be six feet apart. Like, that's pretty fucking dark, really. <laughs>
0: like, it. And and, you know. and, and 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 which player pool, which roster buys in to it being there? You know, like how 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 many people are going to be legitimate about washing hands and wearing masks and not going out to restaurants for four hours, like all that <laughs> stuff? It, it's it's going to be such a huge portion of who gets to the finish line in this year, and that's a incredibly morbid, creepy thing to say. But baseball is going to try to make it happen, so you have to think about it that way. And that's the weirdest, weirdest aspect about this. We're literally just: um, do you wear a mask and wash your hands, and don't high five and bring your own pen to sign a receipt, like shit, like that is that's going to help determine who wins the fucking World Series this year, you know? And that's a that's a, a, a crazy thing to have to put into context, but real. it's it's real. It's real, you know? Yeah.
1: And especially when you think of all the money that goes into building a professional baseball team with the intent of winning the World Series, like the Reds did this offseason, you know, they you know, opened the coffers and they, they splashed the cash and they got, you know, what they were missing uh, in the last couple of seasons. And now it's what what's it gonna come down to is, you know, are they they paying a team epidemiologist to you know make sure that everyone is you know following protocols and you know staying staying apart and you know not eating out at restaurants which you know i as the as the local of of the bunch i can kind of speak to i think you know most restaurants around here have been pretty good but you know i'll there's also, you know, a lot of them are open and a lot of them, you know, even right now are open inside and, you know, you could go and you could sit at a table and, you know, there'll be a table, another table of people a couple of feet away from you. And, um, you know, masks aren't required here right now, um, you know, at the local or state level. Uh, obviously, you know, with cases spiking, that could change, but, um, you know, it, it's almost, it it's something too that, you know, if you're in if you're a team located in a state that's more locked down and more has has more of a compliance rate, you know, you could actually see that translate on the field this year, which
0: yeah, is, it's yeah. It's, a, it's a crazy thought. No, that, that, that's 100% the case. It, it's 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 fascinating how much that factors into this and, you know, I would be remiss to not point out right now that 130,000 Americans have died from this to date over the last three, four months of this. And there are plenty of people that that point out regularly, and it's mostly true that athletes and young people are in better position to be able to survive this. There's no denying that. the The numbers back that up. That still doesn't mean they're not going to miss a third of the season if they get it. You know, yeah. and all, all all it takes is just getting it, and then suddenly you've got two, three guys that are out for the third right. of the season. And that it doesn't and yeah. how, how they respond to it isn't even even you know, right? You in, the, mean, in the grand in the grand scheme, it's important, obviously, and you hope they can end up okay and all the above. But like from just a baseball perspective, even ignoring that it matters that much could still cost a player a third of a season and cost a team because of it, you know? So it's like, even if you, even if you take it as just the flu, well, yeah, just the fucking flu can still knock you out for a third of the season, you know? And it's, 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 it's tough to want to root for these players to put that on the line um, but right. it's also tough to not root for the Reds if the Reds are playing, and I think that's what we're all going to be faced with. Yeah, when they for were, the next when they three months, when they were you know,
2: back um, when they actually with the, the league and the players, uh, you know, sixty games, you know, uh, report by June or July first it was like weird. Cause like part of me was like, Oh man, I was starting to think about baseball again for the first time in three months. You know, like I was like, Oh, the Reds they're going to have universal DH. Like the reds are coming back. Like, how's that going to work? You know, they're only going to play the AL central and the NL central and the AL central kind of sucks a little bit. So if the reds are actually good, like they're supposed to be like, that's a <laughs> cool thing. And then it's almost like you got to take a step back and you're like, wait a second. Like, I'm not going to I don't know if I want to use this word but like I almost feel like if something bad happens I almost feel complicit, you know? Like I'm 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 going to be one of the people that is going to be tuned yeah. into every one of these games. Like the three of us are hardcore baseball fans. We're going to be tuned into it, but on the other
0: hand it's like damn, you know, like
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: absolutely. I'm going to be concerned every day too. Like Right. I'm going to be refreshing every feed possible, trying to find out who got it because <laughs> people are going to get it every day. Every yeah. day, somebody's going to get it. Yeah. You know, so. Wick, to your, like, I, I love your point there with,
1: you know, hey, like, we're just going to kind of, if the Reds are playing, we're going to root for them. You know, we're going to obviously also root for everyone to stay healthy. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's going to go on. Life's going to go on as, as it will. And, you know, really as I've felt like I've kind of found out over the last couple of months, you just kind of take everything a day at a time and you just, uh, and baseball is going to be no different from here on out. So, you know, if, if one day everyone's, everyone's playing and, you know, and another day, you know, half the team is down for the count, you know, you, you take it a day at a time and you figure it out. And obviously, you know, God forbid something serious happens to, to one of the, one of the players that's out there, you know, putting themselves out on the line and um, you know, it's, it's crazy to have to ask, ask them to do that. Um, yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's weird to root for that right now, but I it 100% is, is. I, yeah it's it's definitely there's there, there's
0: definitely still some things to reconcile from a pan, uh, fan's perspective. Uh, yeah. I, I, it is it is weird and it just popped in my head and I hadn't thought about it beforehand but right now on June 30th we're seeing cases spike in California like crazy in Texas like crazy in Arizona like yeah. crazy in Florida like crazy. Um, the Reds aren't playing in any of those states. Uh, there are a lot of baseball teams that are going to be asked to play a shitload of games in those states. Um, well, it's
1: Ohio is also booming like crazy.
0: So it is. It absolutely <laughs> is, and there's there's no denying that at all. It's booming like crazy in a lot of places. I think there were what two states yeah. that had net declines over the last week. Um, but it's uh, it's just weird to even begin to try to factor that in to projections and all the above I, I i don't yeah it's how about this how about this um they're going to try to play baseball regardless of the last 25 minutes worth of stuff that we talked about as far about. as we know right now um with yeah as, as far, far as, as we, far we as know, you know right know. now we yeah. we still have a schedule we still have exhibition games we still have <laughs> it, no I, idea I what the hell is gonna look, look like but reporter
2: that, podcast as hell for us, we record this right now for them to just like cancel the season like in five minutes. Like that would be. <laughs> I remember about this time last year, we we're talking about all this stuff, and Trevor Bauer was traded for Yasiel Puig and Taylor Trammell, and we all just like.
0: I was all, I was on radio. Uh, when they traded Devin Meseraco for Matt Harvey. I was on radio when they traded Futterfrock and Trevor Bauer. I literally had the the hosts tell me that as it happened. And I was (laughs) so against both of those deals when they went down that it was just like, (laughs) oh, God, are you kidding me? Um, But anyway, so we do have a 60-game proposed season that we hope goes off with as few uh, calamities and fireworks as possible physically possible um all of the overlying clouds of dread and everything else that we've spent most of this podcast talking about slightly aside um what we do know the reds are going to play 40 games against their nl central rivals in theory another 20 games against the five al central clubs that's the regular season that's it um there is going to be a universal dh there's going to be a runner on second base to start extra innings and theory to speed games up. Um, the Reds, as currently constructed, uh, look pretty damn good on paper. Um, the DH, I think, brings everything they could have possibly hoped for given the roster construction. Um, what are your thoughts on how this modified season uh well, how the Reds fit into this modified season, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Uh, are there inherent advantages that they get, disadvantages that they get? Um, BK, what do you think, man? Yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned it that,
1: you know, the Reds roster is definitely pretty susceptible to the universal DH, so that's good. Um, obviously, getting to play, you know, getting to stay within the NL Central and AL Central, um is a pretty sweet deal um, yeah, given how weak a lot of those teams are that are gonna be this year, um, especially in you know the al central teams and the Pirates. so uh, getting to play, you know, getting to spend a lot of our season there is is gonna be good. Um, you know, the Reds seem to have a lot of a lot of pitching to be able to, you know, toe the long haul here, um, you know, doesn't, the, uh, the, the pitching woes of the last, uh, you know, 2018 and prior are, are probably behind us. You know, currently they have three catchers on the roster that they'll probably keep three catchers on the roster. So, you know, it, it doesn't really change a lot from the Reds preparation. I think that, you know, it seems like they're, they're
2: pretty, pretty well set. Um, yeah. How about you, man? Like uh, the NL Central is probably a little more even, uh, like even out more than it was. Like it seems like it's always it's either really bad or really like good at the top. Um, it seems to be a little more even out, especially if the Reds are any good, right? Um, I mean, I, I still I still expect the Cubs and the <laughs> and the Cardinals yeah. to be some variation to very good to good um, in a 60-game se- season as far as the wins and losses and how that breaks down. I mean, that's completely up in the air, but I feel like those teams are going to be good. And I, it was like we were talking about in the, in the Slack channel before we started this. The Pirates um, somehow last year through July 1st, which was about 100 games, we're at 500 and they were supposed to be terrible and they were terrible. They, they finished with 69 games or 69 wins. So, but I'm just saying in a, in a nice, right.
0: Nice. Um,
2: in a, in a short season like that, I think you're susceptible <laughs> to weird stuff like that. But that being said, we know the NL central, we're going to play the NL central. We tend to play some of these guys pretty good uh, outside of the Cardinals. I feel like we've, you know, the, in the last couple of years, even when the Reds have sucked overall, they've played the Cardinal or the Cubs pretty well. Um, they've, you know, uh, punched the Pirates pretty well. Um, but, but then I think <laughs> the, the other part of that is playing the AL Central. We always play the, the or I say we, the Reds always play the Indians. I think it's a bit, I mean, it's it's fortunate for the Reds to play the AL Central the way the AL Central is currently constructed. And the same thing I said about the Pirates could be the same for the Royals or the Tigers. But generally speaking, those teams are not going to be good. So obviously, them being in that general region is going to be fortunate for them. Um, the Indians are good. The Twins are good, and the White Sox are kind of in the same place that the Reds are, right? Like they spent a lot of money this year. They spent a lot of money on players that we wanted to spend on, right? Uh, so I think that's <laughs> exactly as a one-to-one comparison, and those those games are going to be interesting to see. We wouldn't have seen that otherwise. Um, but generally speaking, beat up you know people get a beat up on the Pirates theoretically, the Royals, uh, the Tigers theoretically and then if the reds can kind of sort themselves out in the middle i don't know if they're going to win the division but um there's a chance there's a chance there uh which i i mean i like that a lot and with the universal dh on the nl side i don't think there's a team in the national league central maybe the national league in general that are better suited for this than the reds
0: yeah yeah the offensive portion of it i i 100 percent agree i think um, you know, finding that extra lineup spot to fit in uh, the super crowded outfield, uh, it benefits the Reds tremendously. Um, having the expanded rosters, at least for the start of the season, uh, benefits a team that took a guy in the Rule 5 draft, which the Reds did, and, and Mark Payton, because they got a, uh, a spot to carry him. Um, yeah, the offense, I think, is going to be... Uh, tremendously enabled by these new rules. Uh, For me, the one thing that jumps out, and it's almost a frustration more than it is a critique, is that the Reds, perhaps more than any other National League team, perhaps more than any other Major League team, had built one of the best starting rotations in baseball to navigate a 162-game season. When you invest that much money, that much prospect capital into trading and acquiring and signing guys, that are one through six as deep as the Reds are, you do that because you're hoping to get 900 to a thousand innings out of the, the five of them, you know, um, that there's only going to be what, uh, whatever the hell, 60 times nine at uh, four to four uh, 540 innings now uh, out of those guys. Uh, it's almost that the the Reds have a uh, spoils, you know, they, they've got a wealth of riches uh, of, of starting pitching um, that they might not yeah, obviously they're all good and you expect good things from them. But what I'm trying to say is you need their talent as much as you need their durability and you need the depth as much as you need that is also, and it's almost that the Reds have too much good starting pitching that they don't need in a 60 game season. You know, when you see teams get to uh, the playoffs, they needed a five to six to seven rotation uh, uh, to get there they don't use all seven or five or six guys in those rotations. They they, they trim it down to the, the best three guys. In a shortened season, how much is having good fifth and fourth and sixth starter options really that much of a, a bonus? And it's almost like the Reds finally built this this fantastic rotation that we've been waiting to see for eight years, and I don't know how much that's going to really play out this year. Um, really? Hopefully it does. Yeah, you know, hopefully it, they get – One thing that's 11 or 11 or 12 good starts from all these guys and they're nails, but it's like, do they really need that? You know?
1: Right. And the one thing that brings up Wick, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Like, I wonder like, as an in-game manager, how David Bell could use his pitching staff differently, given that there are only 60 games to go around and, you know, you have an expanded roster you know, for a lot of the season and then you'll be able to use these guys differently. So I'm wondering if maybe we'll see an entire season where, you know, Hey, maybe, you know, Tyler Malley comes in and, you know, pitches three innings in the middle of a game and, you know, just, you just kind of go with it because you have that taxi squad ready, ready to go. And, you know, hey, if I need Nick Lodolo to come up and, you know, take a spot start, that that'd be awesome. Everyone that's what everyone wants to see, or you know, Jose de Leon or, you know, Brooks Rayleigh or, you know, <laughs> any of these guys who, you know, you have so many more arms that will be down in that taxi squad that, you know, you'll and not only that, you'll have more guys, you know, to start on the roster, I would think that you'll be able to use these guys a little bit differently. And it may, it may come down to being creative and what manager is using their roster as efficiently as possible. And as, yeah you know, you, you um, and the other thing that you know you mentioned was you know the the guy starting at second base in extra innings, and it's like all of a sudden if you have a pinch runner type on your roster, that's a permanent roster spot that's you know Billy Hamilton will always have a job if uh, that's at that yeah one hundred percent yeah, you know, and it's just interesting to see the game evolve you know in real time like this.
0: Especially after the <laughs> the game evolved significantly after the roster freeze set in, so it's like teams didn't have oh. a chance to to build this in beforehand and how they react accordingly. And you know, yeah, yeah. like is you know tre- Trevor Bauer, who, who we has been on record as wanting to pitch every four days instead of every five days, uh, is getting him three innings every other day uh, in a sixty yeah. game season more valuable than having him pitch once every five days. You know, right. or, um, or, you know is he
1: four or five innings every? You know, four
0: days. Every third day, yeah. Every every Uh, third day, yeah. And just and is he he, he willing to do that in uh, a pandemic season where he also is going to have to interact on the on the bases that many more off that much more often than he would every fifth day, uh, while it's also in a contract? You know, like all of these things are are yeah. I I, I, I have no idea with that, but go (laughs) go. (laughs) <laughs> um, no, I mean, well, if ever there was anybody in the major leagues who would be willing to blow up the, the modern pitching model, it might be him. So, um, but yeah, all the, all those all those things are, are are aspects that it's just we don't know until we see it. We don't know which yeah. which manager is going to be the most creative. We have no idea which team is going to say, "Oh, we have a thirty man active roster. We're rolling out nine pitchers every inning." Or one pitcher every inning and nine pitchers a game, like the Tampa Bay Rays. Like, well, who knows? Is that is that the way to go with this? How much do you lean into those kind of things, um, both on game one and once you reach game forty? Um, there's also the aspect that the uh, uh, the trade deadline is August 31st now, and with the season starting on July 24th, you get off to a a three and nine start, which is not great in any season, but it's by no means damning to anybody. Uh, are you, are you done? Are, you're, you're three and a half weeks from the trade deadline at three and nine. Do you <laughs> trade everybody? You know, are, are there teams out there that that don't have the proper revenue model to be able to operate with no fans in stands that all it will take is a two and eight start before they start putting every single one of their high paid players on the trading block? Um, are there any teams out there that are cash flush enough To jump at that, you know, Um, the whole thing is it's fascinating in its own little bubble. uh, But when you kind of pair that with the historical baseball parameters that we've talked about earlier, um, it's just going to be completely different than anything we've ever, ever operated under before. And, um, you know, I I think the Reds uh, seemingly look like they are – Financially solid enough to not be able to have to make panic decisions. Um, they obviously were cash flush enough this winter to invest significant amounts of money in Nick Castellanos and, and Mike Moustakis and Shogo Akiyama, Wade Miley, Pedro Strope. Um, I, I don't think there's going to be any rash decisions being made financially by the Reds. Uh, but some teams there might be. And whether or not the Reds can capitalize on that or benefit from it is just another angle of this, too, that we just we just don't know. You know, it's going to be uh, flat by the seat of your pants. Uh, it's almost like a new season every day you wake up going back uh, to and how this goes off. Now,
2: like, um, and this is like – this feels like it was 600,000 years ago at this point. But with the Reds overhaul and the minor leagues with uh, Kyle Bodie. My, minor leagues? What, what, are, what are minor but, leagues? Uh, with their the overhaul in their pitching, <laughs> uh, development program, let's put it that way, with Kyle Bodie and, and the stuff that he's brought in and, and the way that the Reds are trying to go in that direction, I mean, if there's, I, I suppose if there's anybody, I won't say anybody in the league, but um, if there's somebody in the league that may want – to do some weird things with the pitching that we were just talking about. I mean, at this point, which just sounds weird to say, it might be the Reds in a 60-game in season where it's all on the line. Like, we're just putting our chips on the table. Like, let's do some weird shit, right? Like, and the Reds might do that
0: now. Like, with <laughs> I mean, if, if they if they end up, if they end up with an 18, 19 pitchers on a 30-man roster and we know optimized uh, pitching stuff plays up in one- to two-inning roles playing out of the bullpen Parameter. You look at the arm talent on this roster and it's like, shit, if you could see Luis Castillo five days a week pitching two innings, maybe that's it. I, I don't know. I, which team is going to lean into the ability to treat this differently than baseball has ever been versus trying to modify 162 to fit 60? That might be your winner. That literally might be your winner. It might be, it might be your loser too. And that's the aspect about it that we just don't know. Teams might try to tweak all of this and, and it might it blow does, up spectacularly. They just, they just in hands, right? Like, oh, I don't
2: but know, who's? Wow. we tried. So it was weird. It was weird. Fuck it. Well, go on yeah. to twenty twenty one. Yeah, right? like, that
0: didn't work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the whole idea of it is just it's fascinating. You know, um, you know, Big. I know you're for sure. Uh, well, you're a, you're a lucky. Um, Premier League soccer fan, and that your team is actually <laughs> tremendous right now. Wow. Um, but this is the this is the kind of aspect. This is the kind of aspect of of baseball that we're seeing that kind of mirrors a lot of what European soccer does, football does, which is you have a regular season, but you also have other minor tournaments going on at the same time, and you're juggling multiple little small seasons in one right. big season, and, and trying to figure out how to play this and play that and play that. Baseball right. is—you have to like I, you
1: figure out where to focus, and uh, you know, based, yeah, obviously it's it's kind of a foreign concept to American sports because it's you know, it's regular season. How did that go? Okay, do the playoffs and just go right. all out for the playoffs, and right, you know, it's it's going to be a lot more
0: nuanced.
1: I think uh, much, uh,
0: much sorry. more. Yeah. nuanced is the perfect way to describe it. It's going to be, it's going to be cyclical in a different cycle than it ever has been before. It's going to be incredibly nuanced. And, you know, I, I know there are a lot of teams out there that have plenty capable front offices and managers to be able to react to that, but it legitimately, it's, it's how many people are going to be willing to take the gambles um to tweak things in a way that we've not seen that looks outlandish in the, the context of 162-game baseball, who's going to have it blow up, who's not, and who's going to benefit from it, and which teams are going to stay status quo and just hope it works out. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I have no idea who that's going to benefit, and I think that's the one aspect of all of this. Uh, massive, massive pandif- t- pandemic and health issues aside that I'm excited about seeing happen here because – it's a strategy game that I don't think we've seen in baseball ever and knock on wood. I hope we see this kind of strategy integrated into baseball in the future, but not right. for these goddamn reasons, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah. well, we've got so much more we could talk about. Uh, the minor league season officially got canceled today. Um, what that means for the future of minor league baseball. Um, we haven't even begun to talk about who is actually on uh, the Reds' taxi squad right now and who isn't on there right now. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll likely get to that in another episode soon because as we've pretty much laid apparent uh, in this one, um, baseball today is going to be different than baseball tomorrow, and it's already different than baseball yesterday. And I think it's going to be that way for a I I say foreseeable future, but – Probably for a decent stretch into the foreseeable future, baseball is just going to have to adapt, um, and all of this is going to be maybe more relevant five days from now, or maybe completely irrelevant five days from now because they just that's that's how it's got to be right now, you know. So, um, no, no, you guys have any final any any, any final thoughts on uh, on things. everything um, right now? <laughs> um, I'm yeah. gonna get
2: into the minor league thing uh, right now, but. If we want to like tag this with like, you know, some Q and on things, like we can say like Rob Manfred caused caused uh, COVID nineteen to kill the minor leagues, but we can get into that later. We can get into that later. Um, no, my 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 final final thought is that I think what you just said was fairly accurate. I mean, we could go four or five days from now, we'll re-record, or not re-record, record another podcast and be like, oh, well, uh, everything that we just talked about is moot because, and yeah, you know, MLB is completely wrong right now. <laughs> but I do want to make a point to say that we talked about things, that, you know, about players in 60 games and, the, and, and and them contracting COVID and them wanting to go out to restaurants and and, like, the easy like really low thinking thing is to be like herder you're playing baseball like you're played to play bait or you're paid to play baseball like don't go out to restaurants well we're talking about three months of people's lives and of course they're going to want to go out to restaurants and if people tell them that it's okay to go out to restaurants they're gonna go out to restaurants they're gonna go out to bars they're gonna go out and do things because as you said with Brock Hole like, leaving his family behind, the dude can't just sit in a hotel room for three months because he is a human being. So, like, I just wanted to, like,
0: just reinforce that. Yeah. Point. On, on a new team trying I to just, get to know new teammates, you know? Like, that's, reinforce
2: that point. that's how you none do this. Us, especially yeah. the three of us, but none of us in baseball, quote-unquote, media. We're not baseball media, but we're baseball fans. None of us. None of us are lost on the point that these are human beings, that they're being asked to do some incredibly courageous things to come out and do this, to entertain us and for us to be able to do this and talk about this. And I just kind of wanted to point that out. It seems like we're going to get a lot of responses about like Facebook responses, maybe about like, Oh, it's so easy. Like they should just like sit (laughs) in a bubble. Well, they're not asked to to sit in a bubble and they're people they're gonna to want to interact with people they can't just sit and not interact with people so yeah. i just want to make that point none of us feel that way and we understand if they cancel the baseball season tomorrow i would totally understand i'd be bummed because of all the things we just talked about and how much fun it can be if they cancel the baseball season tomorrow i would be bummed and i wouldn't know that i would even disagree with it really <laughs>
0: I'd be, I'd be, I'd be bummed, exactly. and I, I'd be and bummed, all, and I'd be applauding at the same fight, time. So. You know, yeah. like it's, yeah, it's a, it's a conscious decision that if they chose to make that, I would. I mean, much like the minor leagues today, which, cancel, mm. Uh for good reason. Yeah. You know, if, if, I, 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 I totally, totally get it, and the, <laughs> the, I think that's the one thing that has me the most confounded right now is that knowing just for me that the concept that they should and or could or would cancel it every single day yeah. between now and the end of the season is real. I, I don't know how you get up prepared to play every day, knowing that that is something that is that real, you know? And so it's a, um, it's um it's a mindset thing that, you know, I, 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 I don't mean that to disparage any team that comes out and looks not ready to play and isn't, doesn't have their heart in it. Don't blame mm-hmm. them one bit. Uh, I'm not going to celebrate a team that is gung-ho and doesn't give a shit and goes out there and wins and and defies mm-hmm. – uh, like, yeah, props to you, whatever. But, like, I'm not going to celebrate you more because of it. It's just – I am fascinated by the concept of these players being willing every single day to get up and go try to do it. Um that's that that's the aspect of it. Uh B, you had any final thoughts, man? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. And just to just
1: to go go off of Grimy's point, like, you know, I, I and we're starting to see players opt out um of this season for for various reasons, whether that be, you know, the virus and not and having, you know, vulnerable family members at home and um or, you know, not wanting to be away from family for a whole season. Um, you know, I, I think that at this point it's understandable if any player um, doesn't feel comfortable being uh, a part of this baseball season. I, you know, we are, as, as you said, it's, they're human beings and, you know, yeah. it's, it's, you know, you, I've been thinking a lot about the types of jobs that would normally ask, um, you know, their their employees to be away from them, their families. And, you know, things like, you know, the scientists on Antarctica and, you know, the astronauts on the space station, you know, it, it takes a certain personality type to be able to do that, to be comfortable to do that, to have a family that's supportive of that, to have a family that's, you know, able to kind of cope with that. And it's, you know, these are baseball players. Like these are, that's not what these guys signed up for. You know, these, these guys are, are athletes and, uh, you know, to, to expect them to also be astronauts is a completely ridiculous thing. Right. So, you know, at, at the end of the day, I think that, you know, and we haven't had any reds uh, opt out of the season at this point, but, um, you know, as of recording, but I, I think that it's, it's definitely a possibility. I would not be surprised to see, uh, you know, a handful of names on that list. Um, you know, over the next week or two, or you know, we'll, uh, whatever. Yeah, but you know, it's it's um, you know, it's an unprecedented thing to to have to deal with, and I think that every every individual is dealing with it differently. And um, you know, I think that we all really just kind of need to. Take a step back, be respectful of people's choices, realize that, you know, this is a game. These are, you know, these are entertainers. These are, you know, these are n- people who are not doing life or death jobs. Um, you know, if a guy doesn't want to pitch, you know, it's not the end of the world, right? And so.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, it's. It, I, I think that it's just a, We all just need to Take a step back Realize all of this stuff And uh, you know Let's take it a day at a time and make the best of it
0: Yeah I mean lo- A lot of people are hypochondriacs A lot of people are claustrophobic A lot of people right. are scared of heights um, Baseball is being played at At, at 20,000 feet for some people Baseball is being played in a closed elevator For some people um, it's it's taking a game and putting certain aspects of it that you never thought were going to be variables uh, and asking these players to play through those variables, some of which are going to impact very good players, very, very, the elitist of the elite players in different ways. Um, and it's it's going to impact every aspect of how this team And every other team plays this season. And that's something that I don't think we can possibly ignore. Uh, And it's something that I hope a lot of people will be very empathetic about this year specifically. But also as we go forward into this and look back on the 2020 season, um, some good players are going to suck this year because of reasons that they didn't anticipate ever having to deal with on a baseball field. Some players will excel. Is that because they've got the wherewithal to power through these kind of things or not? Who knows? It's an incredibly small sample. Um, the context of the 2020 season is something that we're going to have to define and will be a Absolutely. topic of conversation Absolutely. for the rest of our baseball lives, to be honest. Um, and and it's it's going to be a remarkable thing in whatever form or fashion it takes off on and whatever form or fashion it ends on, hopefully after a World Series victory, um, hopefully with the fewest number of people getting sick and potentially life-changingly altered because of it um but the fact of the matter is that major league baseball is going to try it and so if they're going to try it like we said earlier we're going to watch it we're going to try to cover it we're going to try to react accordingly and maybe just maybe we might do a lot more of these podcasts since we can't actually go to games and hang out in person um (laughs) this is almost this is like an analog zoom call i can't see you guys but we're talking on on internet so um yeah. Yeah. So, so with that, we'll, we'll wrap the, uh, the return episode of the red reporter podcast for BK and grabby. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Um, you can read our stuff at red com. Find us on Twitter at red reporter, uh, on Facebook at red reporter fans where we will not respond to any messages that have been sent in the last 17 years. Um, yeah, we're on SoundCloud. Uh, I, at one point in time, we were on Spotify. And to be God honest right now, I don't know if we're still on Spotify <laughs> right now or not since we haven't done this in three months. Uh, four, four, four months, almost four months. Um, either way, we will be more active on here going forward, I, I assure you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to get back in the baseball swing of things tomorrow despite the uh, uh, the cavalcade of odd, terrible, frightening, and strange news that's coming down around us. So. Um thank you. BK Reds. Grimy, thank you guys for joining me. And uh yeah, we'll uh, we'll do this again soon and tune in then. Right,
1: go Reds.